This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Murder My Dude. No, you're not. For Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And today, I, I, I lied to you. I am not Murder My Dude. I am Jackson Wells. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are not a, a, a podcast. I, you are a member of the podcast. I am you a are the co-host of the podcast. Of a few podcasts. Yes. Right. Not you. You're a member of all the podcasts. Yes, every podcast. Every podcast. If there is a podcast, I must be on it. You now have a new moniker. You are the podcast impresario. Yes. You are Brian the Brain Burke. Brian Paddington Burke. BP Burke for short. But Brian the Brain. The podcast impresario, Brian the Brain Paddington Burke, the third. Because once you have all those names, you have to be the third. Esquire. Esquire. The esteemed. LLC. I should establish an LLC. Right. Just for tax reasons. Sure. So uh, what we're talking about is we have another show. It's called Cheesesteak Suplex. You can check us out on ProjectHumanoid.com. Also on ProjectHumanoid.com, you can check out our merch. We have new T-shirts and all that fancy fun stuff. Uh, and, uh, and, and on this show, this is Murder by Dude. This is the... The True Crime Talkie Show. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at murdermydude at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram at murdermydude. On Facebook, we are Podcast My Dude because they wouldn't let us have the word murder in there because it's too sad for them. And uh, so, but if you look up Murder My Dude, you'll find us. And we're also on Twitter, I think. I don't know. We are. You, we, everybody was on Twitter yesterday. Yes. And nobody was on Facebook or Instagram. Right. Because it was down for six hours. Yeah. And that hurt. Uh, so that was very sad. I, I was like, oh no, this world better not. <laughs> Were you stir crazy? Were you getting stir crazy? I, yeah. Cause I kept checking back oh, and okay. checking back and I was like, what do I do now? So I just kept going to, uh, I just kept going on. Like um, down detector or something like that. I don't know what that is. Oh. But uh no, I just I kept going on uh YouTube oh. and um and then Twitter. And I was like, oh, I guess this gives me time to set up the or not set up the Twitter, but uh establish do things on Twitter. But we cuz I already had it set up, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, maybe I'll uh, I'll actually uh tweet. Uh, cuz I don't like Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. So. Yeah, you're is it the is it the character limit? Is it what no, is it? No, it has nothing Twitter? to do with the character limit. It just has everything to do. I just don't like it. I think it's 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 like Reddit. It's a cesspool. It's not That's every well actually not really not really Instagram's not really a cesspool. No, it's not because you can find shitty comments, but it's like it, it I guess like Instagram any, is I think the least cesspooly of all social networks. I guess it depends on where you go. You can easily avoid any kind of shitty comments. If if you're going to Disney Junior for whatever reason, I don't even mm-hmm. know if Disney Junior is a thing anymore. But in for 
all intents and purposes. Right now it is. How about for or, all intents of purposes? I hate when people say that. <laughs> that we would have complained about that on Pedantic. R.I.P. Yeah, it's not. It's not dead. It's just in a coma. Yeah. Um, resting intermittently pedantic is what I dead. mean. R.I.P. I, 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 look, people have have talked me into it by people. I mean Tony and you. <laughs> uh, you said you shouldn't just end the show. Just you know. Maybe put it on hiatus. That's what I said. It's on hiatus. It's on hiatus. So that's that's fine, and I'm okay with that. Permanent I, hiatus. I, that means it's dead. Oh, yeah. It's semi-permanent hiatus. I don't mind the sun sometimes, or whatever the lyrics <laughs> were. Uh, I don't mind putting putting it on hiatus and and and, and bust it, put it on the shelf, and then taking it off and dust it off every once in a while. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but but anyway, um, I digress. Uh, I don't even know what I was talking about at this point. Where were, where we, were we were talking about Twitter and, and like Instagram and Facebook being down. And oh, it's, so 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 if it's like if there was like a Disney Junior or Nick Junior or some kind of, you know, kids thing like that or Scooby Doo. Um, look, you you know that you're you're probably going to get an asshole every once in a while just because I don't think you can avoid. Yeah. Assholes everywhere. Right. But your your number of assholes drastically goes down um because it's just not the, you know just it's just not the place for it you know but yeah. but if it's on twitter you're probably going to get scooby doo assholes right and my my defense mechanism has typically been recognize the asshole ignore the asshole sure but that's where you could do it anyway but i'm i don't want to be somewhere where there's just an overwhelming number of assholes. And that's what I think Twitter and, and Reddit are. And Pornhub. There's a lot of assholes. There's, there on are uh, Scooby Doo assholes. By really? Me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know what you're searching for. Scooby Doo assholes. Yeah. Scooby Doo assholes. Right. Yeah. And I found it. Oh, okay. So I, well, it, I forget what they call I think it's like rule 44 or something like that. There's some rule like, uh, I forget what, what the exact number is, but the rule is. No matter what kind of thing you can think of, there is a type of porn about it. Okay. Yeah, probably. Like Mountain Dew. There's probably, There's Mountain, probably Mountain Dew Mountain porn, Dew porn yeah. out there. I'm going to look that up after the show. Uh, anyway, so uh, so yeah. So I I just try to uh, uh, avoid all of that stuff. Um, and, and that's what keeps me off of Twitter. I just, I just don't like it. It just doesn't do anything for me. You like Twitter. Uh, it has. It I don't has understand. Its uses. I don't understand why you like Twitter. I think the only use it, for me that I could see is okay. This is a good way to peddle your product to someone else. There's and that. that's it. And uh, it's very good for news, like because I it's... don't need news. I don't okay. want news because news is shit. News isn't like news years ago. News is now. We hear every. The problem with news today is we do hear every story in fucking Podunkville you know, Indiana mm -hmm. that I didn't give a shit about. And now we have to give a shit about Podunkville, Indiana, and we make a big deal about it. Um, when, when there are, look, listen, we're going to talk about Gabby Petito, uh, today. Are we? We are. We are. Uh, and, and, and for the foreseeable future, we probably will talk about, it cause this is the, the biggest case right now. And then there are people that, that complain about it. They're like, well, you know, you know how many natives or POC cases there are, and they are. And the Petito family is doing a lot to shine light on that, too, which is very cool. Because they don't want everything, uh, one, they don't want everything about their fucking daughter like that, because they know that it's going to bring out a lot of shit from all sides. And two, because they probably are genuine in their, hey, 
there are other people that yeah, need the, cases shined on them too. There are other families going through the same pain we are. Let's but, help them. But media does not give a shit about that. Media cares about what they can profit from. Controversy creates cash. We we know this phrase, okay? Uh, and there's a lot of controversy here. That this is a story. You know how many people that aren't. You know how many blonde girls aren't getting stories about them that are missing? A lot. Now, now I know you're, you're going to say seven or some shit like that, or you know, give me some number. But but th the fact of the matter is that there are a lot of cases that aren't being talked about. And this one just happens that she's an influencer. She's pretty. You know, there's a lot of things here. That, there are a lot of reasons to hit the zeitgeist. Yeah, right. And, and it, you know, he's a fucking weird ass dude. And he's on the run now. Like, yeah. there's a lot. There's a story here that it's more. It's about when you're in the media, it's about what can fucking sell. And they know what sells. Mm -hmm. And what are they going to do? Just fucking shine. Oh, here's a story about, you know. Megan from South Philadelphia, if Megan doesn't have a fucking real story to sell, then why? Why should the world care about it? This one seems to work. It caught on like wildfire and. It it's it's fucking working. So that's why they roll with shit like this because it works. Um, yeah. When I say news for Twitter, though, I mean more like if you want to know like something that's happening and it's not on TV, like like a like we we do we cover a lot of wrestling now and we have a separate show for that cheesesteak suplex. But if there's like a taping going on and you want to find something out and you aren't able to watch it, it's a great way to learn that. Uh, it's a great way if you're trying to keep up with something that's Stop. not. Peeking behind the curtain so much, you ruin it for yourself. I don't ruin it. If you it, do. You if it, it's something I wasn't going to watch anyway. No, you ruin it. You ruin it for yourself. You ruin it for yourself. I'm mad. Nah, that's this isn't the show for this. Uh, but but anyway, um, the the just there's just I don't know. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I'm never going to like it. I tried. I tried when it first came out. I. You know, we had another dude on our on so our our network in quotes because this is I'm at the point where I guess I'm I'm kind of over pushing Project Humanoid like it's a fucking network when it's just us and we don't have anybody else on here and I don't take myself seriously. You don't take yourself seriously like when it comes to that and maybe that's part of the downfall or part of the stifle. Uh that that is project humanoid like we did like we never grew we never became a thing where there are people like we have a friend tony who has uh, his iwep network where he has tornado tag which you're on uh he has a bunch of other shows uh there as a matter of fact they're probably filming right now or about to film or, yeah. or record right now for, absolutely uh their truth behind illusion podcast mm -hmm. which is their uh like uh pseudoscience Pseudo i don't yeah. want to it sounds Go like goofy but it's, it's yeah, pseudoscience it's dismissive in a sense that we're we don't believe in ghosts and goblins and shit like that um but a lot of people do and they you know people get offended that you're like yeah your your woo woo shit is woo woo you know but it's woo woo uh but but hey good for them man it, that's the stuff that they like like i used to love ghost hunting when i was and this is the season for it, man. It is. Yeah. We're, we're now in it October. Is what they call a quote unquote spooky season. Yeah. Or spoopy, as some people say. Yes. I don't know if they say they may have retired. Spoopy. No, spoopy is alive and well. Is it? Spoopy what, is alive. How do you know that fucking Twitter? No. Oh, uh, okay. I, uh, I may have heard people use the term spoopy this past weekend. Oh, I used it with the kids because my, my daughter said, 
Uh, she's like, Daddy, we, you know, I want to watch something like Halloween, like kind of spooky, but more like geared for kids. And I was like, you mean like spoopy? And she's like, yeah, yeah, spoopy. That's it. And I was like, OK, because I don't know if anybody uses that word anymore. But but that was a great way to describe what she's looking for. Like, like, uh, are you afraid of the dark? Scary, mm-hmm. not like you know exorcist scary. right not exorcist scary right so anyway how about uh, repossessed where would that fall in <sighs> comedy right wasn't that goofy yeah comedy? it was a spoof of the like exorcist type spoof movies. spoofy i i spoofy yeah I, I i heard the movie repossessed mentioned for the first time in probably 15 20 years over the weekend as oh, well wow. yeah well when you said that i it, it just, i was like holy shit repossessed yeah uh but anyway um should we dive right into the whole update on? Yeah, the... let's let's get into it. You know, <laughs> this is... oh, oh no, no, let, let, let me finish what, what I was saying about uh, what Tony and the network is that he's been trying for uh, you know a long time to get it, and he's adding new uh, new shows to it. He's adding outside shows other than the thirty he has, um, and I think it's four at this point. Whatever. Look, I I joke. All right, I kid, I kid. I, so do I, and and so. Like when I'm saying that, it's it's like good for him, man. He's got that drive. He's got the determination where he he wants it to grow, and he really, you know, stra- uh, straps the the rockets, uh, so to speak, to it, and you know, tries to take off. And um, it it's something that I think that it, that has bypassed us. I think we're we're beyond that now. I think I don't think that we're we're really trying to push Project Humanoid, and we were for a minute. Uh, we, we had a friend of ours, Nate, and he was going to do a show. And I think that that's what killed it for me. Was, was Nate not doing a show? Yeah, because it was like I was excited to have another show on our mm-hmm. on Project Humanoid, and I was really excited for that. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So the premise of his show, and we'll get into the uh, we'll get into our show in a second. Uh, but the the premise of his show was he was it was his foray into stand up comedy, and he was basically going to go to open mic nights, and it was just gonna we were gonna watch him grow uh doing stand-up comedy but but the thing is is it didn't happen and he got cold feet and he is into something for he's like me where Mm -hmm. he's into something for like two weeks and then he's out of it you know he exhausted everything he could with with that particular subject and he moves on right and uh he just didn't want to do it anymore and it was like well you, you you can't unless you say hey this is a limited series Right. Run. You mm-hmm. should you should you, some podcasts do that. And that's fine, but but the thing is is that wasn't what was discussed. It was like, no, I'm doing this. Like this is it. I'm gonna go every week right. and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna start doing this and that. And and if you're doing a documentary uh on something like that, you you need real content. And there was no real content there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he may have sat in like one time and listened to fucking stand up but i don't even know if he ever went up uh went up on stage right and uh so he just didn't want to do the show anymore and i was like okay cool i did the logo and which was uh it was like a neon sign on a brick wall which you have a type of logo if if you look at our new logo for cheesesteak suplex it is a neon sign on a brick wall but uh yeah so anyway there's that. Got all of that out of the way. Let's get into a segment we like to call This Week Murder. I almost feel like this is a sub-segment now that's like pre-This Week in Murder. So this week in Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie. 
That's right. a little wordy. It's, I always think of Murder My Dude the as the a. I, I always I always think of Murder My Dude as like a uh, a meal at a restaurant where okay you have like the banner beginning is kind of like you're getting your drink and then this week in murders your appetizer then you have the main course which is whatever big thing we're talking about okay and then the, and then who died the worst is like your little dessert it's like a little fun thing at the end this is like the appetite this is like the appetizer before the app this is the amuse bouche the amuse bouche okay uh the appetito tizer where is the so so you have the appetizer, but but you also have the soup and the salad. Yeah, so this is the soup and salad. This is the soup and the salad. Yeah. I happen to like soup and salad. You love soup. I love soup. It it may be my favorite food of all time, besides like steak. And I love steak. <laughs> I, I always say you're the person I know that loves soup the most, but I, I may know somebody now that like, challenges you for love of soup. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Uh this guy Rosh, who is a wrestler uh locally okay who was talking about doing like a soup club like let's s- let's do it me and, <laughs> Ro- me and Rosh. i'm in it and, so, and like october he's looking forward to october so he can make chili and stuff oh that's a fucking that, that's so corny no, nothing against him uh just because so many people like i i say it's corny because i don't have money yeah and i want to buy say it's corny because i want to do it but i can't no i don't want to do it oh i just want to eat it Oh, I just want to eat it. I don't want to make the chili. Right. That's what I think is corny. Like, oh, I have the best chili. Or then when it becomes an argument, like, real chili doesn't have beans. The fuck you? He's not from Texas. No. Did I say he is? I know. Did I say he is? No. Okay. Well, then, then why would you say he's not from Texas? Was that your other Because you said no beans. And that's a, that's a Texas thing, I think. But I'm not talking about him anymore. Right. You should know that. Talking about just people in general that enter now you're talking about Texas. fucking chi- no. I'm talking about chili competitions, dude. That's where we were. We got on the chili, chili. Maybe I wasn't clear. I'll be clear. Chili competitions. Chili out. They're the fucking fine. They are the fucking worst. When people start arguing, there. Am I clear now? At chili competitions, when people start arguing what real chili is, they'll start saying shit like "real chili has beans" or "real chili doesn't have beans." Or real chili doesn't have chili. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anybody said that. But I just I just think it becomes fucking corny. All right. And uh, so so why do you think that this guy, because he wants to start a, a, a soup? Club? No, I think he's just a fan of soup. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's That's a fan cool. of soup. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate anybody that has an appreciation for soup. But the chili season thing becomes a little weird for me only because I can't. I am a fan of chili, though. I, I love like a good chili. chili. I love chili. So anyway, this has nothing to do with Brian Laundry or Gabby Petito. Uh, so j- since we last talked about two weeks ago, uh, I know we were saying, hey, we are going to break in if there's ever any like. Oh, no. I know what we could call this segment. What's that? The Appetito. I said that. I, I said something like that. We can do the ap- Appetito. I guess that would be considered. I didn't hear you say that. I said Appetito Tizer, actually. When? Uh, about two minutes ago. You did? Yes. You may not have been listening I wasn't to me. A list. I wasn't um, listening. That happens a lot. Uh, so <laughs> you know what? I don't think you listen to me either. So there's that. So Brian Laundry, uh, yeah. still considered a person of interest. How in about the... air the dirty laundry? There we go. We're airing the dirty. Yeah, let's put it on him. Yeah, because he seems to be the guy who did the bad thing here. We're airing the dirty laundry, right? Because he's a dirty, dirty laundry, the dirtiest laundry possibly. Get a get a little bit of your appetito as we air the dirty laundry. We're going to really hammer home this Appetito thing, aren't we? Yeah, I like it. I don't think we should let it go. So, uh, Laundry is being considered a person of interest 
and the murder of his uh, former girlfriend, Gabby Petito. Right. Hasn't been charged with her murder yet, but it's coming uh, if they find him. The FBI is engaging in a manhunt with him. Uh, the jackals... no, 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 no. Wrong. Okay. Dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, so I was gonna say the the jackals and the vultures have uh, come the, into the dogs to feed in on this. Um, the parasites. He's he's parasite the bounty hunter because he's gonna glom onto this for for uh, another chance at a, uh, a few minutes in the spotlight. Let, let me tell you something. I read something and I I sat there and I go, well, they have a point here, and it said if Dog the bounty hunter mm-hmm. finds him. The CIA really better reconsider. FBI, you mean? Or uh, FBI. Yeah. Better really reconsider their, uh, just their their tactics. Yeah. Well, he's turned over, like, <laughs> his stuff to law enforcement, I guess. So he, I don't think Dog the Bounty, I would be very surprised if, if, if Dog the Bounty Hunter is a guy that finds him. It could happen, but I'll be surprised. I think Dog the Bounty Hunter is in this to get Dog the Bounty Hunter's name out there. No, that's 100% what he's in here, what Um, what he's in it for. And if he finds him, then he becomes the most watched fucking... Well, he already kind of is. Is he? I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Who who is the second most famous bounty hunter uh, right now? Well, that's not the question. Uh, The question is, is is he like the most watched? You just said he's the most watched. The most watched bounty hunter? No, I didn't say bounty hunter. I just oh. said the most watched. The most watched person? No, he wouldn't be the most watched person. Yeah, well, he would be if he finds fucking... I don't think he would be the most if watched he person found, in the if world. If he found Brian Laundry, mm-hmm. that fucking really, really, really helps his stock. Yeah, he would not be the most famous person in the world, I don't think. Oh, all right. I think we know who the most famous person in the world is. Oprah. I don't think so. No. John Cena. No. Um. Let's see. He, he used to be the John- president. Justin Bieber was the president? No, 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 no. More famous than Bieber. I think the Obama? No, the Obama's one after, really the one between Obama and Biden. We'll say his name. Donald Trump is ah, probably the most famous person in the world. Ah. I would say he is the most famous person <clears throat> in the world, for better or worse. Really? Yes. Right now? Yeah. Nah. Uh so anyway. Gabby Petito. Anyway, uh Brian Laundry has been officially charged with knowingly and with intent to defraud using an unauthorized access device. Which is a fancy way of saying that he uh, used Gabby's ATM card after she died. So why wouldn't they just fucking say that? I don't know. Uh, from August 30th to September 1st. Laundry's sister was just on TV pleading for her brother to turn himself in. And she also urged their parents to come clean. She said she doesn't know if they aided him in disappearing, but she thinks they know more than they're letting on. Yeah, see, I didn't hear that part mm-hmm. of her say that, but I did hear her say that. She she didn't know if if they aided in the in well. The she's saying that they should come clean if they do. I think, and according to a lawyer for the Laundry family, uh, Laundry left Utah on August seventeenth, which they believe is before Gabby was killed. He flew to Tampa to quote obtain items and empty and close a storage unit the couple owned, and then flew back to Utah on August twenty third. And they think it was just like they needed more money. And then nine one one caller Dennis Davis. This wait, is wait very- a minute. Now wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have a timeline. I up. think they think she died after the 23rd. Okay, so so when he flies, when he goes to, uh, when he flies from Utah to, to Tampa, he, okay, so she's still alive. Yeah. She's still alive when he flies back because there's a probably a pretty good chance he killed her. No, so for six days, she's there by herself? Yes. Huh. And then, now, according, according that, to the lawyer. Now, you think that during those fucking six days, 
she would have tried to fucking get the hell out of it. It seems like they may have mended fences and then it went bad again. Oh, jeez, man. And then uh, this is the most recent development as far as uh, as we record this. This happened a few days ago on October 2nd. We're recording this on October 5th. 911 caller Dennis Davis claimed he was 99.9% sure that he saw Brian Laundrie driving a white pickup truck along the Appalachian Trail. The AT. Which yeah. uh, Brian Laundrie has traveled before. And uh, this was around the Tennessee-North Carolina border. And Dennis Davis claimed the man was talking crazy and asked how to get to California. So still out there, still at large. And hopefully he's brought to justice soon. So that is the uh, that is us airing our dirty laundry for this episode. Okay. Which means it's time for... Update. No, oh. it's time for... <laughs> This week in murder. This is this week in murder. No, Come that's on. that's a non this week in murder oh, segment. Get out. So next, ne- okay, Fine. next story. This week murder. Enthusiasm. Update. California parole board recommends parole for Sirhan Sirhan. California governor hints he won't grant it. Thank you, Eeyore. So this is kind of something that's piggybacking off of something we discussed a few episodes ago. Right. This was actually going to be on last episodes this week in murder, but we bumped it for the Gabby Petito stuff. Sirhan Sirhan, who has spent 53 of his 77 years alive behind bars for the murder of Robert F. Kennedy, right. saw the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation recommend he be paroled on this, his upcoming 16th try at being freed. Two of the commissioners on the board pointed to Sirhan's remorse and his status as an active model prisoner, which he has been for a long time. A model prisoner. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> uh, Sirhan Sirhan is active in anger management, Alcoholics Anonymous, Tai Chi classes, and other programs. And the board has determined that Sirhan Sirhan no longer poses a threat to society. No. Uh, and and from what I gather, from everything I've read about this guy, I think, and I could be wrong here, uh, I think that he has maintained the whole time that he doesn't remember. Um, that I have that I didn't read in preparation for this, but maybe, maybe he like blanked out. But that's not something I read in preparing for this. There is a whole well. You I should, know there's a whole mind control. There's a whole mind control thing, yeah. yeah. And I think that that ties in with the whole like he doesn't remember doing it. Um, you know, was he was he uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypnotized? Was he? mesmerized mesmer yeah no seriously uh because what my eyes have found okay yeah, let's make jokes about robert kennedy getting killed um we we saw the men who stare at goats uh at least i did did you see it um yeah okay i we, yeah i have and you know what that's about right mk ultra mk right? ultra and mortal the- Kombat ultra okay again you're making jokes uh bad jokes uh about robert kennedy dying this is this is the brother to the best, second best, pr- third best, third Keep going, and tenth best president that's ever lived. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I'd have to think about the presidents for a little bit. Nixon was up there. He's pretty good. FDR was Trump. No, no, he was a pretty bad one. We were supposed to name shitty ones, and then you throw FDR. Oh, oh, I didn't know we were going for the fight. Well, I said, I, I, I said Nixon. I, I, some people think Nixon did good stuff. Nixon was trying to push universal health care. Did he push it? It didn't work. Okay. 
Did Not he really even. push it, though? I believe. Uh, who knows? You, you say you say that, but I never heard a good thing about that motherfucker. So anyway, uh, yeah, there, I think he's maintained the whole time that he uh, doesn't remember doing it. And look, man, if you're a fucking model prisoner, it's uh, he's OK. Fifty three years. Mm-hmm. He's been there. Yes. Let him the fuck out. Come on. Let him out. We 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 go over and we we fucking we we kill a billion brown people a year in other countries and they're given medals of fucking and, and, and innocent people innocent people that aren't even in a fucking fight that are just in their kitchen you know washing dishes and they get murdered by our bombs and then we we give our soldiers fucking medals this guy kills one fucking dude now i'm not saying killing is right but he's also spent 53 years in prison let him the fuck out that's where i'm at on this one I, I don't think he poses a threat. I don't think anybody thinks he poses a threat, except obviously for the uh, the governor of California. Okay, yeah, and, and, and I'm looking it up just briefly here. It looks like his story has changed over time. He has said at times he okay. had no memory of killing K- uh, RFK, and then at other times he said, what is it going to be in the rest of this uh, story here? Uh, Kennedy, a former attorney general and sitting senator from New York at the time, was seeking the Democratic nomination for the presidency in 1968, five years after his brother, John F. Kennedy's assassination. Uh, At that point, he was gunned down just after midnight on June 5th at his campaign headquarters in Los Angeles' Ambassador Hotel. Kennedy had just spoken to journalists and was leaving through the kitchen when Sirhan shot him with a twenty-two caliber Ivor Johnson revolver. Sirhan, a Palestinian Christian, has also claimed that he targeted Kennedy over his support for Israel and grew obsessed with killing RFK before the first anniversary of the start of the Six-Day six War on June 7th. Mm-hmm. So that's his other story. Sometimes he said, I, I don't even remember doing it. Other times he said well, you that can, you can, it was his support of Israel. Well, you can say why you did something, but not actually remember doing it. And uh, six of RFK's nine living so you, children... You, you just you didn't say anything. Well, you, I, I guess you could, yeah. You know, because it, it could make sense. It could make sense, like, I don't actually remember doing it, but I know why I would do it. Right. Like, fuck that guy. I get why I did it, but I don't remember doing it. And from what I know, from what I've read, he's he's maintained okay. that he doesn't remember actual like the actual moment mm-hmm. when he did. But like I said, you might be able to find something at some point where it's like, well, no, well, in this one, he says he remembers doing it. And then if that's the case, fuck that guy. But I still think. Fifty three years, let him the fuck out. Yeah, and, and there there is a lot of support for it, even the parole board. Uh, six of RFK's nine living children, however, including uh, former Congressman Joseph P. Kennedy II, yeah. have spoken out against paroling Sirhan. Yeah. Uh, Ethel Kennedy, RFK's widow, agreed, saying, quote, Our family and our country suffered an unspeakable loss due to the inhumanity of one man. We believe in the gentleness that spared his life, meaning he didn't get a death penalty, but in taming his act of violence, mm. he should not have the opportunity to terrorize again. He should not be paroled. Okay. I don't think he's going to go shooting other people. No. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, two of the children, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Douglas Kennedy, have supported Sir Han's parole. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, uh, they're kind of, I don't know if they're necessarily the black sheep of the family. I know Douglas Kennedy has worked for Fox News for a long time. And RFK Jr. is very, very on the forefront of the anti-vaccination movement. I do know that, yeah. Uh, The way California law works, uh, this is just a recommendation. The final decision rests on the shoulders of Governor Gavin Newsom, who just last month did survive a recall attempt. 
While Newsom has stated he has, has not yet made a decision, he's hinted that he will likely not grant Sirhan Sirhan's parole. Wow. After telling the press that RFK was a personal hero and revealing that he had pictures of RFK in his home and in his governor's office, Newsom said, quote, I think that gives you a sense of where I might be leaning now. Uh, Newsom declined to comment further, saying that he didn't want to, quote, prejudice any further the process. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that it's uh, it's a personal thing. I guess every decision's personal anyway, but I don't I know. think his thing would be like, uh, what he did was so grave, yeah, oh, the, like it, shooting it, a possible yeah. president. Well, you know yeah. what? I think that it was, uh, you know what? I, th- I think it was grave when the fucking Kennedys killed Marilyn Monroe. So, um, Mother and daughter in Los Angeles face murder charges after performing a legal butt lift. The pursuit of beauty leads now, people wait a minute. to do. Does this take place in fucking Brazil? Uh, this does involve the uh, quote unquote Brazilian butt lift. Okay. But this does take place in Los Angeles, gotcha. California. All right. Let's, uh, let's the, go on with it. The pursuit of beauty leads people to do lots of things that can be expensive, crazy, or both. Mm-hmm. The pressure to look your best is amplified even more. When one is pursuing a career in the entertainment, or in this case, the adult entertainment industry. Such is the story of 26-year-old Carissa Rajpal, who came to Los Angeles from South Africa with a dream of becoming a porn star. That's where she came from? She came from South Africa. Okay. Uh, on three separate occasions, Carissa, Carissa yes, South, South America is in the notes, but it's South, South Africa. No, I don't know. I don't, um, I don't know who Carissa Rajpal is. She, she's dead. I, I believe you. On three separate occasions, Carissa tried for one of the more popular and dangerous cosmetic surgeries avail- available to the general public, the aforementioned Brazilian butt lift. The practice starts with liposuction, typically, removing the body's own fat cells from the stomach, hips, thighs, and other places purifying it and then injecting it into the buttocks getting this done with a board certified cosmetic surgeon or other professional typically costs anywhere between ten thousand dollars and fifteen thousand dollars but with cosmetic procedures rarely covered by insurance and disposable income not there for everyone some people cut corners and get the procedures done with unlicensed and often untrained amateurs such was the case for carissa who in september 2020 went to Libby Adame and her daughter, Alicia Gomez, to get a third lift done uh, through them that would cost her anywhere from a half to a third of the price that a professional would charge. Mm. Instead of a medical office, the procedure was conducted at a private residence in Encino, California. However, a, an LAPD deputy chief, Alan Hamilton, told Los Angeles's KABC News that the downside is, quote, these individuals have no medical training, they're not experienced, and they're putting people's lives at risk. In addition to the body's natural fat cells, sometimes uh, when this is done illegally, they'll use medical-grade silicone, or maybe not so medical-grade silicone in, this, in some cases. According to a statement given to KNBC by LAPD detective Bob Dinlocker, many amateurs will cut their injections with lesser silicone, sometimes the same thing you would find in window caulk. Okay. And they're just injecting that in people's butts. Wow. Uh, the FDA no longer allows silicone to be used in buttock or breast implants. That was a big thing in the 90s. Like, people were getting their breast implants taken out. I think they use, like, saline now. Right. Uh, Carissa's official cause of death was a silicone embolism in the heart. And uh, so, yeah, the, the, the mother-daughter team that performed her butt lift are now uh, facing murder charges. 
Well, I don't think it should be manslaughter, really, right? Uh, it might be manslaughter. It's it's definitely not first-degree murder. It might be set secondary. I think if you're so negligent, it might actually wind up being murder. It depends on what they do. Like, um, we were talking, and this is kind of not related to This Week in Murder, but it did come out recently, that Jailbirds New Orleans show. Um, I thought you said Jailbirds. <laughs> no, we're not talking about silicone anymore. Oh, Jailbirds. Jailbirds, oh, gotcha. New Orleans. It we were talking about it because one of the people, uh, it, it, it's kind of a hot topic around where we live because yes. one of the people featured on the show is accused of murdering a prominent businessman from around here. Yeah. So, uh, one of the guys, yeah. One of the people on that show is dead now, too. What? Uh, Crystal, the blonde, was always worried about her hair and was going to see her boyfriend on the video call at the very end. She died. How'd she die? I don't know. I think she got out of prison for a little bit and then she died. I don't know if it was a drug thing or what happened, but she's dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd have to watch back. Uh, she yeah. was one of the other, like one of the other prisoners acting like that, like there was like that's like my mom, and then she stole her she stole her last candy bar and it like became like a big thing. Oh, I didn't watch the whole thing like that. Oh, okay, I, I, I was yeah. skimming through. Uh, so yeah, there's a local uh, business guy, uh, Pat Murphy. He owned uh, Murphy Jewelers here in Pottsville, and uh, I became friends with his son Sean. And um, uh. Yeah, the, the girl that killed him is on that show. And it was, you know, when when I had met Pat, uh, or not Pat, uh, Sean, I think his dad was actually still alive. Oh, wow. And I think he died within, like, weeks of that or something oh, like that. Oh, damn. Yeah, I think that that's how it worked out. Because I think Sean was actually up here mm -hmm. when his dad was down in... Uh, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, I think that that's how it, it worked out. Um, and then he was up here. He ended up staying longer than uh, he yeah. was go because I think he was living up in Canada at the time. Um, and then his dad died, and so he ended up staying longer. Uh, it was tough. And, and I had said uh, something along the lines of, like, you play with fire, you get burned. That was my thing because I didn't know him. And and then really, I, I sat there and it's it's one of these things where it's like you make a comment about somebody that like you, you don't really know them. So you just people have, you know, comments all the time. And then your comments become different when you know the person or, you know, a family member or a friend of the person, you know, then you become a little bit more reserved. You don't really. And, and and it does help you think differently in the, in the situation. And I thought back, I reflected on it and I was like, where I may have had that whole, well, you know, you play a fire, you get burned mindset before at the end of the day, no matter what it is, you don't sign up for that. Right. You're not signing up. I, I believe the, the woman, the, the, the excuse murder is a prostitute. Right. Or was, uh, it was a prostitution thing. And, and you don't go into that with the expectation of being murdered. And it's also a reason that, hey, prostitution should be legalized so we can vet people better. And it's a safer environment for the sex worker and the person hiring the sex worker alike. Well, vetting people. I'm getting off my soapbox now. No, it's fine. Uh, it's it, it, it should be talked about. Why? We can't. No, no, no. I'm just saying that, that, that's my thought on the whole thing. The easiest way to make prostitution safer is to legalize it. Yeah. And regulate it. Definitely, but with the regulation, there's going to be people that are going to go behind that yeah, too. Yeah, not that's with anything, but yeah, yeah. So, so um, 
anyway, that that's that's how we, you know. But yeah, the reason I brought that show up is because we were talking about this this Butliff story. Right. And I think it is a murder charge they're facing, and, and it was similar to somebody they introduced at the very end. Because uh, it's only three episodes, and apparently it's because at, uh, a, a good way through the the filming of this, or the, not even a good way, I think they only filmed for like four days. Uh-huh. But then the uh, the prison was like, nah, we don't want to do it now. And I guess they could just back out, and they backed out. So it should have been like a six-episode series, but it only wound up being three. Oh, I and, wonder why uh, they backed out of it. I, I I don't know. But the at the very end of the last episode, they introduced this woman, and she was in jail for second-degree murder, and she was basically a drug runner, and she t- she was addicted to drugs and couldn't afford them, so her dealer was like, well, if you can make deliveries for me, you'll get some for free. And she wound up delivering drugs to a uh, a CI, a confidential informant. Mm. And the CI overdosed. And the drug dealer and this woman are both being charged with second-degree murder. Wow. So that that's why I brought that up. Because I guess they do try to shoehorn murder charges in when it might not be like a premeditated murder. Because when people think murder, they think first-degree murder. You plan on killing somebody and you kill them. No, of course. Uh, but it's not always that. Yeah. But speaking of murder, we're going to talk about somebody who did just that many times. And we're going to do it right after this. Greetings, Murder My Dude listeners. Remember how we used to talk about wrestling a lot on this show and it got all mixed in with your true crime talk? We try not to do that anymore, but if you liked that part of the show, you can still hear us talk about the wrestling on our new show, Cheesesteak Suplex. And it's not just wrestling. We'll talk about lots of other things, too. Sports, geek stuff, Philly, and more. So if that sounds like something you'd like, look for Cheesesteak Suplex on the same podcast service you use to listen to this show. Also, cheesesteak is all one word, and don't you forget it. And we're back, and it's time for our main course. We were using that that meal at a restaurant analogy earlier. This is our main course, and it's by ta- the way, you've you've wanted to use this for months. What this one? The analogy. Oh, I, I made the analogy before. I'm pretty sure. Uh, off off air. Oh, I thought I've done it on air too. If you've done it on okay. air, I don't remember, but I know for a fact you've used it off air. Okay, because we've talked about this many times. Yeah. Uh, so it's time for another serial killer with a name. And those names usually come from now, certain now, now sources. Now, fuck you, by the way, because now I start thinking. It's, it's, I, I don't remember. I could have. This Maybe is I how. Uh, can I talk? Go ahead. Thanks. This is how my mind works. You say something like that, and then it starts like gear, like the gears start fucking moving. And my mind thinks in terms of T-shirts and logos. Now I'm like, murder my dude, like dish served gold or something like like that's revenge and and, or right yeah it's something you know but but i start to think of something like that and we're we're talking about like the food thing and it is if if we from here on out we we go on like go with the the food analogy and we're like now it's time for the main course i'm like oh now we got to fucking work goddamn uh 
you know, plates into it or something like that. <laughs> this is how we have to work this shit into the fucking logo. And so it's going to happen. It's going to end up being some kind of, fu- and then we're going to be sponsored by some kind of restaurants and shit. If you're, you're a restaurant, you would like to sponsor Murder My Dude. Murder My Dude at gmail.com. Serious inquiries only. Okay. So uh, this is a, this is going to be about a serial killer with a name. And those names usually come from certain sources. Uh, sometimes the location of the crimes, like the Yorkshire Ripper or the Golden State Killer. Sometimes the killer themselves uh, get, give you the name, like the Son of Sam or Zodiac. Today, uh, we're going to talk about somebody whose nickname comes from his unique method of disposing of his victims. Um, and that's John George Haig, the acid bath murderer. Okay, I like it. And he was born during the reign of King Edward the the Seventh, the son of Queen Victoria. He was born in 1909. Haig was raised by a deeply religious family in Yorkshire. They were members of a sect called the Plymouth Brethren, which I believe started in Dublin, but it uh, made its way to England at this point. And life with his strict abusive parents was lonely. Uh, with Haig's only friends really being uh, neighbors' pets and not a lot of other kids. His parents actually built high fences around their home uh, that would keep them isolated from others. Haig later came that he was constantly reminded by his family of how the Lord disapproved of his every misstep, and particularly his father. His father was deeply, deeply religious. And his father was John Robert Haig. The John Haig we're talking about is John George Haig. John Robert Haig had a blue blemish on his head and he told young John that he had gotten it from sinning when he was a child. And that led younger John, John George, to fear being, quote, branded by the devil. Um, yeah, I don't like this type of shit. It was done to me as a kid. Uh, and it really, it really, like, people laugh about it. Like, my mom is a uh, fucked up person where she'll, like, sit there. She thinks this stuff's hilarious. Like she'll look back, and and I'm talking about stuff with with, uh, with me. Mm-hmm. All right, can you stop scrolling, please? What are you scrolling for? I was getting down to the next Jesus spot. Jesus Christ. Um. She she uh. She I, there's okay. So when I was a kid, there was this. We had this uh neighbor by the last name of Holt, and she would you know we would call him Holtzy. You know, we're, we're from Philly. Everybody was a uh, you know. It's a th- you know how you hear in like uh, if there's somebody with the last name Hart they'll come Hartsey yeah and, and this sounds a lot like hockey players yeah hockey players do the same thing and there's a lot of things like that in Philly right so somebody had like an I E name it'd be like Jackie Bobby Billy you know if somebody's last name was Holt it'd be Holtsey or you know something like that so anyway they used to tell me Holtsey was a cop and he had a cell in his basement and if I was bad I was gonna get locked up and I would cry all the time because I'd be so scared that Holtsey was gonna lock me up. And then they would like sing fucking uh, songs about me being lost in Kmart. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you've always had a hang up with that. The song Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Yep. Couldn't think of what it was. And uh, like there are things like that that just fucked with me as a kid that made my childhood seem really dark and like just real like mentally like it fucked with me. And she thinks it's hysterical. Like she still sits there to this day and laughs. And like, I read stories about people that dealt with stuff and it's, and it's just like it, what's traumatic to you as a kid, you know, is not always necessarily going to be traumatic to somebody else. And they won't see it like that. And then they'll look at it and go, Oh, fucking stop. Oh, come on. 
And that's kind of the attitude I have because that's the way I was raised. I was raised to have that like, oh, fucking stop being a pussy. Get up, grow up, you know, Mm -hmm. get over it. And, but at the same time, because I understand it, because I'm like, oh, it's the real world. You can't just right always cower and sit in a corner. But but because of that shit, I do sometimes. Like I still have a lot of mental fucking hurdles, you know. And and I think that like it was never understood. And it's like so anyway. Moral of the story here is like don't our story rather don't fucking do that to kids. And you know you you talking about this with like. Him saying he has the blue uh, the blemish on his head, and that was because he sinned. Don't fucking do that to your kids. You know? Like, just don't do that. Don't fucking... I think it's already crazy enough, like, with the whole God, and you're going to go to, you know, heaven if you're good, hell if you're yeah. bad. Santa Claus or San- yeah. Santa Claus, yeah. You get coal if you're, if you're bad, you know, you get presents if you're good. I like Santa, so I don't think that they're... And people, real quick, not to get on my Santa soapbox, but when people are like, oh, how could you be cool with Santa? Because the Santa thing only lasts a little bit and it's not fucking talked about all year. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like, oh, you better be good or Santa's, you know, Santa's watching. But it's not taken as seriously as the, you know, the the biblical stuff mm-hmm. where they fucking stone people to death yeah. for being gay. Like yeah. nobody's stoning you for, you know. No, I don't many. I don't think very many people have been killed in the name of Santa. I don't think so. Uh, so anyway, that it just it fucking just came to me, man. It, like it bothers me about when people are like that. Like leave your fucking kids. Like, th- there are other ways to, to um. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm blanking out here. To discipline, discipline mm-hmm. your 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 children, but to sit there and fuck with them like that, you know, I I just don't like it. Yeah, just throw bricks at them. That's yeah, all. That's all. Foam bricks. Well, Bible stories were uh, pretty much the sole form of entertainment permitted in the Hague house. John was also allowed to learn music, and he developed into quite a piano prodigy. Very, very gifted piano player at a young age. And as he got older, Hague did begin to lose his faith. Uh, He'd later claim that not getting the mark of the devil, despite sinning, led him to believe that he could get away with anything. Uh, But that may have been Hague being a bit of an unreliable narrator. It's believed that he lied often if he felt it would benefit him. Right. And we'll get into a l- little bit more of that later on in our story. Uh, Haig was undoubtedly lapsed, though, when it came to his faith. He stopped attending church around 21, and he started working various white-collar jobs around that time, too, including one where he was fired because he was suspected of stealing from a cash box. About four years after uh, his 21st birthday, so around 25, Haig married a woman named Betty Hammer, or Hamer, uh, but the marriage was short-lived, dissolving after Haig went to jail on a fraud conviction. The couple had a daughter, but Betty gave her up for adoption. I don't think Haig ever saw her. Mm. I think he uh, she had the baby while he was in jail. Haig's parents, too, cut ties with him after his conviction. And after serving a year and a few months, Haig was uh, released, and he relocated to London, where he linked up with a successful arcade owner, or whose family owned an arcade, uh, William McSwan. And he took on Haig as a chauffeur and general assistant. Isn't that always funny how th- this this dude ends up becoming a piece of shit because of his upbringing? And uh, then the parents are like, nah, I don't want anything to do with you. You're a piece of shit. And it's like you created the monster. Yeah. Like, like while, while he does need to you know be responsible himself, mm-hmm. you know, like 
you can't always blame everybody else on for your actions. Like yeah, you, at some point it comes down to you. Right. At some point it does come down to you. But also, let's understand that the parents played a fucking pivotal role in his upbringing and how he fucking ended up acting. And if if you're if you're abused and you're, you're raised to think a certain way, it's got to come down on them a little bit, too. Well, yeah, I mean, and there is a pattern like we, we've said it many times this podcast, like children of abuse. Uh, it's not every every one of them, but they in 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 uh, in higher norm, numbers than normal grow up to become abusers themselves. This is why like like when, you know, again, not to be political, but in some politics, people are raised to think certain ways, especially about. Like, okay, I'm, I was at a, I was at our local uh, coffee shop mm-hmm. one day and uh, there's this girl, super sweet, pretty girl, just really nice. Her, her looks don't have any, you know, they have nothing to do with anything, but she was very pretty, very sweet. Uh, and uh, I'm just saying she's pretty now just to annoy somebody. But uh, I was talking to her and she was going to like some real religious fucking like Bible college shit. And uh I asked her about gay marriage and she was like, I'm, I'm against it. And I was like, Oh really? And she was like, yeah. And because she's super, mm-hmm. super religious and she was against gay marriage and she, you know, she just doesn't think it's right and all. Like she, she was like, I'll be nice to somebody if they're gay, but I, I don't agree with them. I think, you know, it's, it's an abomination and all this stuff, but she was like so sweet in the way she was telling me about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, huh? Okay. Wow. That's weird. But, uh, you know, it's the way she's raised. She thinks that that's normal. Right. And, 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 and that's fine where it's, that goes, and I think it's fine when you say that goes against my religion. So I'm not going to do that. That is fine. That goes against my religion. So I don't want you to do that is where I have a problem. Absolutely. And Uh, so, and so she said, I'm against gay marriage, so I will not marry a woman. Then that's fine by me. Right. If she's saying, I'm against gay marriage, so that guy and that guy shouldn't be able to marry one another. Well, now I have a problem. Well, the problem with that, though, is that they end up preaching the word to, you know, about how bad it is Mm -hmm. and that other people shouldn't do it. And they end up they do end up preaching that you shouldn't do that. Um which is not what she was sitting there in, in that moment doing, but you know. But they do do that. They do teach that that's wrong. So you're saying, right? you know. But the United States is not a Christian theocracy as much as a lot of Christians want it to be. Oh, they think it is. Yeah, yeah I know they do. No shit. Uh, all right. Well, hey. that's, uh, this isn't about. That's politics talk for today. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, William Mac McSwan was, not, Mac was his nickname, was the uh, the guy who took on Haig as a chauffeur and a, just a general assistant. He would repair machines and things like that. Uh, but Haig was not on the straight and narrow. Uh, while he was working for McSwan. He also set up a false solicitor's office mm. and a solicitor in uh, in England or Britain or whatever you want to call it. Sure. It's not like when you hear like no soliciting around here, you think like salesman. OK. A solicitor in in uh, England is a type of a lawyer. They basically have two levels of lawyer gotcha. in England. There's a solicitor and a barrister. Okay. And a barrister is more of somebody that's going to argue court cases and be like a defense attorney or a prosecuting attorney. Where a solicitor is going to help you with like contracts and legal stuff and estates ah. and maybe even like civil suits. It's 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 like a uh, it's like I don't want to say a junior lawyer, but it's a a lawyer that might not be able to do quite everything a barrister. It's does. a fucking junior lawyer. Okay. Just so. Um. 
So, uh, so Haig set up a, a solicitor's office, even though he was not a solicitor, and he would sell fake stock shares, and uh, he would do a state law, and then he would just steal from the estates of the people who would come to him. A spelling mistake, uh, calling the town of Guildford, Guildford, uh, drew suspicion. Somebody was really eagle-eyed and said, like, hey, somebody smart enough to be a solicitor probably wouldn't get that wrong. So they looked into him, and they found that he wasn't really a lawyer, wasn't really a solicitor. Uh, he was arrested again, and this time he was sentenced to four years in prison. Of all the bad cops we've ever wiped through on this goddamn show, they just missed obvious murderers. This guy's like, hey, he didn't put a U in Guildford, or D in Guildford, and he caught the guy. Yeah. The best investigator we've ever had on Murder, My Dude. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... The Missing D. But it wound up being, uh, the case of the Missing D. Dial D for dummy. It's funny you say D for dummy, because that's going to be something... Just remember that. Keep that in the the back of your mind. I already have something else. You and your listener. Just you and the listener there. But I... The listener. There's, we only have one person listening. Our listeners. Hey, well, can you tell your friends to listen to? Well, you should do that. Oh. But there's more than one. Yeah. There's dozens. All right, but I have something if, else I'm keeping in the back of my head. Oh, fuck, I forgot it. All right. All right. He can only keep one thing in the back of his head at a time. And it, not even for too long. Yeah. It's limited. He's like a goldfish, of, basically. It's like limited space available. Yeah. So, so during those four years in prison, John Haig arrived at the conclusion that his crimes would be easier to conceal if his victims were dead. Okay. Not wrong. Okay. Um, and it was at this point that John Haig started studying the original acid bath murderer. And we're going to take a slight detour here. And the detour is going to be for uh, Georges Alexander Soret. Who was, did we talk about him before? We did not. Oh, okay. Uh, he was born Giorgio Serigiani. It's a way sexier name, by the way. Uh, he was an Italian. If you go to a girl, you're like, my name's Giorgio. Sarajani. That is a good name. That's so fucking sexy. Um, he was an Italian-French serial killer of Greek descent who, like Haig, was a bit of a con man. Uh, Soret and his accomplices, uh, his accomplices were sisters, Catherine and Philomene Schmidt. Um, <laughs> See? They were German, as you can tell. Uh, I'm Catherine and I'm Philomene Schmidt. <laughs> German, not the sexiest language in the world. No. French and Italian, much sexier They're than German. They're all so I will... G- like, everybody's just so angry. Just... They're constantly goose-stepping. I don't know if they were goose-stepping. Oh. Uh, world War II does play in the... All these things play in later, though. World War II will, will play, play a part in uh, something later. Uh, and the Schmidt sisters did also have romantic relationships with Sarah. Philomene, Jack, Schmidt. It's out of here! That's more for cheesesteak suplex. Oh. Uh, so the, the Schmidt sisters and Louis Chambon du Verger. Uh, also sexy. Uh, they hatched a scheme where the Schmidt sisters would woo and marry older men with health issues. Uh, Chambon, <laughs> I'm available. Uh, Chambon would then, go to, would then go to doctors posing as these husbands so they could pass physicals and get life insurance policies on them. What was the name? Chambon. Chambon. Maybe that's where uh, Michael... Make- Maybe Michael Jackson <laughs> was like reading this name. Yeah, maybe it was. Hmm. Um, and then uh, sometimes Sarette would then poison the husbands to hasten the cash in. Oh, okay. So basically, they would they would have these two sisters marry these sickly men. Right. Uh, they would have a guy they knew p- pretend to be the guy to get a life insurance, pass a physical to get a life insurance policy. Then they would kill the guy, and then they would dump their bodies in acid to get rid of them. That's uh, a nice little. 
Like as 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 heinous as it is. Well, actually, they wouldn't do the acid thing, but yeah. But but I mean the whole. Yeah, the, the whole scheme. Yeah. Oh, there there have been plenty of what well, they call them black widows. Uh, wh- uh, some of them do it just because they're serial killers, but a lot of women would marry wealthy men, kill them to to get their uh, inheritance. But do they go to the lengths of this where they have a no, whole no? This is this is a little more elaborate. Yeah. yeah Usually is, they just marry them and poison them. This would make all these a fucking cool movie. I want to watch this movie. There are books about this. I think. Listen, uh, listen, ladies, don't do this. But if you're um, making movies make the movie because this is a cool <laughs> fucking movie eventually uh Surette decided that chambon had been had gotten too greedy so he killed him and uh he also killed his uh companion noemi balandro mm. uh and disposed of their bodies permanently by placing them in drums of sulfuric acid okay and he got caught because Catherine schmidt was arrested in an unrelated scheme and after she was arrested, she faked her death. This is a great this story. This should this be a, a movie. movie. This is a movie. She faked her death, ran and hid, but got caught. Yeah. And when she got caught, she gave up Sorette, who was found guilty of the murders of Chambon and Ballandro. Okay. And he was executed. He was actually uh, the final person to ever be beheaded in the southeastern French city of Aon Provence. Oh, yeah. Is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Axon Province. Ox, yeah, it's going to Axon Province. A en Provence. A en Provence. Okay. Uh, this is definitely a movie, but this is the Wait. movie that if you watch this, you would go, yeah, this would never fucking happen. This would never happen. This yeah, would this never happen. unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, Surrette's unfortunate end didn't discourage Haig from adopting the Frenchman's methods, however. Uh, during his time behind bars, Haig would uh, work with sulfuric acid time to time while he was in the tin shop. He was as one shop. would. Yeah, he did experiments. He would catch mice and rats around, right. around the prison. Okay, and he would drop them in sulfuric acid just right. to see what they did to the the the, the bodies of the rodents. Yeah, well, naturally. And um, there wasn't a, a bit of attempt after his release because he was only in jail for four years. When Haig got out, he was in his uh, I believe his early to mid thirties. He should come catch cats. Yeah. And then drop them in sulfuric acid. Mm. If only we had some cats to uh, drop in. If only we had some sulfuric acid. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> and the tin, our, the tin drum. To our cat listeners out there, uh, one of us hates cats. <laughs> one of us. Okay. <clears throat> Two of us hate cats. All right. Um, there was a bit of an attempt, possibly, for Haig to turn on to the straight and narrow path. Uh, after being released from prison in 1943, he was able to secure an accounting job for a group in the uh, engineering business. And he was taken in by a local family, um, the Stevens family, upon his release. And he kind of got very close to their daughter, uh, one of the daughters of the family, Barbara Stevens. They got kind of romantically close, despite the fact that Haig was in his mid-30s. In 1943, he would have been about 34. And Barbara was about 14 or 15. But that was the time, I guess. Haig's life of crime escalated once again thanks to a chance encounter at a nearby pub in London's Kensington section. Much nicer than Philadelphia's Kensington section. Kensington was not an awful neighborhood in London. It was there that Haig met up with Mac McSwan, his former boss. And at this point, Mac's main business had become rent collection for the real estate uh, business that was owned by his parents, Donald and Amy McSwan. It was a fairly easy job and Haig wanted in on it. So he hatched a devious plan. He rented out a basement apartment at, or just a basement unit at 76 Gloucester Road in Kensington, which he then turned into his own private kill room. 
Haig lured Mac into the basement in Kensington, where he beat him in the head with a lead pipe until he showed no further signs of life, and then he dumped Mac's presumably dead body in a 40-gallon drum of super-concentrated sulfuric acid. At least I hope Mac was dead. If he was unconscious and he got dumped in acid, that's an awful way to go. Well, That would win who died the worst. Because it would wake you up and then you would be dead nah, by being eaten alive nah, by acid. No, nah, you wouldn't wake up. So uh, it, would, it would probably give you a heart attack right away. Yeah, the shock probably. Yeah, you're already you're already unconscious. Yeah, you're nah. You're not waking up for that. You're not gonna wake up like ah. Fuck. <laughs> and if you are, you're alive for fucking you know two seconds. So no, nah, I don't. I don't think you're waking up for that. I just I just don't think you. Are. I don't know. Let's let's throw somebody in and find out. Yeah, preferably give me a, a cat. cat. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we'll ask the cat how that felt. Now, or if that's just something to a, to a person, how did that feel, dead person? Now listen. We understand that most of our listeners are women. Yeah. We also understand that we're now driving the women away. because Most women of our listeners were women. And have cats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, B.P. Burke is a character. <laughs> <laughs> How does this excuse work? That's my gimmick. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's my gimmick. So Anything bad that I ever say, anything that sounds sexist or uh, uh, anything, okay, is is literally a joke or or I'm playing a character. It's not a joke, but I'm playing a character. Sometimes you need to kind of push the envelope a little bit, you know, whatever. BP Burke literally hates cats. <laughs> I would never kill a cat. No, he wouldn't kill one. I he, would not. He does I, I am not a cat person, but I, I would never harm an animal knowingly. Um, I mean, like I kill flies and those spotted lantern flies are supposed to kill. I do kill those. I have deployed a mouse trap before. But no, I would not kill a, a house cat or a stray cat. I would not do the stray cat shovel. So two days after dumping Mac's uh, body in this drum of acid, the corpse had deteriorated to a point where Mac was able to dump the contents of the drum down a manhole. I think in this, uh, he had a sink drain, too. He had like a floor drain in this this uh, this room in, in uh, on Gloucester Street, too, or Gloucester Road. In his diary... Mac spoke of bloodlust, claiming that after he hit Mac over the head, he slit his throat and let some of the blood run into a mug from which he drank. Haig, uh, in the diary... What the fuck? He also blamed a car accident for awakening his bloodlust. But a lot of people think his diary was a lot of fiction, uh, and that he was thinking ahead, and he was like, if I ever get caught, this diary is going to make me seem insane, so I'll just be put in an asylum instead of being executed. A lot of people think he was just making a lot of this shit up. Well, either, either way, he's crazy, and something made him crazy. Yeah. Uh, for all intents and purposes after this, Are you though, sure it's not all intensive purposes? It is not. That is not a real okay, saying. Okay, bringing that back. Yep. Uh, Haig then took over his former boss's life. He started living in his house. He took over his job collecting, re collecting rent for Mac's parents. Obviously, the elder McSwains were wondering what happened to their son. Uh, Donald and Amy McSwain, Mac's parents. And... World War II, I know, as I told you, we're going to be bringing up goose-stepping in the Germans and all that. World War II was in full swing at this time. And Haig told uh, the McSwains, the parents, that Mac had fled to Scotland to avoid being conscripted into the military. Hmm. And as the war was drawing to a close in the mid-1940s, Donald and Amy, Mac's parents, were wondering why their son hadn't come back from Scotland yet. And uh, Haig was getting greedy again. So he wanted to put the room on Gloucester Road to use once again. Haig told the McSwains that their son had returned from Scotland and wanted to visit with him, and he was waiting at this room on 90, 79 Gloucester Road. Once they were in the room, Haig bludgeoned them with blows to the head oh, and geez. dissolved the McSwain parents in acid as well. 
Uh, for the next two years, Haig lived off the money he made from selling off the McSwain's apartments uh, and all of their... I keep saying McSwain. It's McSwan. It, it's, it's not McSwain. I take that. It was Mac McSwan and Donald naming McSwan. Um, he sold off their properties. He cashed in on their pensions, utilizing a convincing lie about the couple moving to the United States and forging power of attorney paperwork that, that, that did it, that, that said that, that he was in control of their estate now. Uh, he sold Mac's house and took up residence at the George Hotel in Crawley, which was once an important setting in an Arthur Conan Doyle novel, a non-Holmes novel. Due to his love of gambling and the high life, however, the money that Haig uh, got from the McSwans only lasted for about two years, during which he had moved into the more pre- prestigious, pre- prestigious, easy for me to say, Onslow Court Hotel on occasion. He would split time between there and the George Hotel. And throwing money around loosely allowed Haig to run around in some more upper-class circles. And this put him in the orbit of Dr. Archibald Henderson, which just sounds like a fancy British person. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So it's, like, like, it's a fake name. I'm Dr. Archibald, Archibald Henderson. Archibald Henderson. And this is my wife, Rose. Well, hello, Archie. So, uh, the Hendersons had heard of Haig's uh, reputation as a gifted pianist. Would you like pianist. a spot of tea? He probably would. The British do love their tea. Uh, yes, Rose. I would love some tea. I, I like how he says, like, uh, what well, mighty horse rocks the, <laughs> rocks the fat ass. He rocks the decipus. Uh, the Hendersons had heard of Haig's get- reputation as a gifted pianist, and they invited him to play piano during a gathering at their home. We're not making penis jokes. No, that's too, e- that's too easy even for us. Yeah. Haig used the time to case the, the place, and he stole Dr. Henderson's... He, he, I'm sorry, he what? Cased the place. Cases the place of the... Hard- Helpful hardware folks. Okay. So they, he, uh, he came back later and he stole Dr. Henderson's revolver, which he planned to use in commission of later crimes. One of those crimes being murdering the Hendersons. Haig uh, started with Dr. Henderson. He, uh, he told him that he had invented something that he wanted Dr. Henderson to see. So he took him to 79 Gloucester Road where he shot Dr. Henderson with his own revolver and gave him the old acid bath Let me tell you something. This doctor's not that smart, because if somebody said, hey, I invented something, and I want to show you at this place, I would go, no. Yeah, I'm not coming here. No. I'm not coming to your killer room. Yeah. Sorry. Shortly after this, Haig told Rose Henderson that her husband had fallen ill, and then she came to the kill room, and she was also shot and dissolved in acid. Through forgery and con artistry, Haig took control of everything the Hendersons own, owned and sold off everything but their car and their dog, both of which he kept. So he, he was a dog guy. He didn't he didn't dip the dog in ass. Well, that's good. Good for him. It's much like the uh, the guy from the episode of uh, the neck, my dude, where we didn't like him. But then. Oh, yeah. But then he fed the animals. and We're like, well, he's not yeah. that bad. Of a he guy murdered the whole family. And then he, he fed the animals. He fed the animals. There's something good about him, at least. So I guess the only saving grace here is this guy's a dog lover. Yeah, and uh, 1949. Maybe maybe he killed all these people because they all had cats. Well, the one had dogs. They had, the Hendersons had a dog, and they stole the dog. Maybe he just really wanted that dog. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they had a cat, too, and you just didn't hear about it. And they were like, it's you can't possible. do that to that fucking dog. Maybe he... No, he seems very cat-like, because he killed mice. Through forgery and other con artistry, uh, Haig gets that. But in 1949, he has one last victim we're going to talk about here. Olive Duran Deacon, a well-off widow who was told by Haig uh, that Haig was an engineer with an idea for artificial fingernails. And 
the lies people would buy in the in the 1940s in England. These are these new things. I will call them Lee Press-On Nails. Yes. Uh, and so Olive followed Haig to his new workshop, which is on Leopold Road and did not have a floor drain. Haig shot her with Dr. Henderson's revolver and started to dissolve her body as well. But the uh, the acid wound up not working quickly enough. While it was no consolation for Olive, this crime would prove to be the one that would end John Haig's reign of terror. Two days after Olive disappeared, a friend of hers, Constance Lane, which is the Fake most... Fake name. No, it's a very British name. Yeah, it's a British name. Right, yeah. Uh, she reported uh, Olive missing to police. Investigators found that Olive had been seen with Haig recently and started looking into his checkered past, the fraud and all these things. So they said, let's let's look at the, into this guy. Searching Haig's workshop, police they found... They found the letter D. They did. Well, no, they didn't. They found some other things, though. Oh. Uh, so they found a dry cleaning receipt for the Persian lamb coat that Haig had taken off of Olive before he started to dissolve her. They found other assorted paperwork related to the McSwans and the Hendersons as well. Uh, on a more grotesque front, they also found 28 pounds of human body fat, mm -hmm. uh, a partial human foot, gallstones, and a partial denture, which was later matched to Olive Durand Deacon. Oh, jeez. So that was definitive proof that, that, that she was kind of dissolved partially. Right. Uh, Haig was arrested and claimed insanity, bringing up his no, blood No, wait drinking. a minute. This guy didn't think to put the fucking human body fat in a fucking pot and turn it into, like, like an oil and just put dump it down the drain? Maybe he would. I think they fished it out of the acid because it hadn't fully dissolved yet. Put it in a pot. All right, whatever. Uh, he thought he had time. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so Haig was arrested and claimed insanity, bringing up his purported blood drinking and his crazed dreams. He blamed, like, a car accident. He said all this stuff happened after a car accident, too. Right. Uh, and he hired a high-priced barrister. These are the the, the upper-level upper lawyers. Yeah. Uh, and his was as uh, upper-level as a god. He hired Sir David Maxwell Fife, Earl of Kilmure. Okay. Uh, he was a former Home Secretary and Lord High Chancellor of Great Britain. Oh. Uh, but even with that high-class representation, the jury shot down Higgs and Saturday Defense in a matter of minutes, not hours. Uh, and this was not the age of the extended appeals process. Within the year... The, uh, the judge handed down a death sentence, and Haig's date with the hangman came quick. Yeah. And the day of, he was asked if he wanted a glass of brandy. And he said, uh, make it a large one, old boy. Of course he did. Uh, Haig regularly wrote letters to Barbara Stevens, uh, the only regular visitor he had during a short prison sentence. She wound up becoming his girlfriend. And uh, his, he wrote his parents, too, but they had washed their hands of him uh, from that first trip to prison. Emily Haig... Uh, John Haig's mother did send a message through a court reporter, but never visited. John Robert Haig, his father, never responded to his son's correspondence. Mm. And on August 10th, 1949, Haig was hanged, and his executioner was uh, the prolific Albert Pierre Point, uh, who manned the gallows for hundreds of condemned criminals, and he had hanged over a dozen convicted German spies during the war as well. One so, other so what's the way to, uh, to stop people from killing? Kill. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the death penalty in a nutshell. Well, you don't stop them. You just you know, you just show them you were really really angry with what they did. Because they were if well, you he would, do stop them. Well, keeping them in jail would have probably stopped them too, unless he was killing other prisoners. Well, yeah, they could yeah. stop. Yeah, but this def this definitely makes sure you don't kill anybody else, unless they uh, left traps all over the place. Mate, yeah, there you go. Uh, on the uh, one other person was actually sent to prison because of the Hague case. 
uh, Sylvester Bolum, who was the editor of the Daily Mirror at the time. He was found guilty of contempt for calling Haig a murderer in print, a murderer in print before the case drew to a close. Oh, geez. And so he got jail time for it. Yeah. Wow. Um, Haig lived on three months, I believe, three months in prison. Uh, for, and, for being right, <laughs> for being accurate. All right, whatever. Uh, but now nowadays it would just be like a civil suit. Right. And uh, the famous Madame Tussauds Wax Museum made a death mask of Haig, and they put a wax model of a wax model of him on display for many years. And he, and Haig has been the subject of like TV shows, episodes of different crime shows, books, songs, a lot of like uh, metal and like hardcore rock songs are about Haig, uh, John Haig. Uh, the most notable thing was probably a British TV movie, uh, which uh, was A is for Acid, which was uh, starring TV star Martin Clunes as Haig. So you're saying like D is for something earlier. It's like, yeah, well, there's D also is for a dummy. Yeah. And A is for Acid was the name of a movie about Haig. And uh, so, yeah, that's his story. And that kind of wraps up the main course. Yeah, and I'm it, almost full. No, but... Uh... What it's 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 weird because we were talking about something earlier and uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know how I got there, but uh, I've been checking out a new show lately. I know you've checked out at least an episode of it. Mm -hmm. It's called Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, I've seen like four through, I think, like four or five episodes of it already. Yeah. What do you what do you think so far? I love it. Oh, I, I think it's excellent. Uh, Martin Short and uh, uh, Steve Martin. Uh, man, they, they just, I think they're such a good, I, they had a, a Netflix special, I think in 2018. Yeah. I remember that. And I watched it and I was like, oh God, this is going to be, they're two old guys. What the fuck do they have left? You know? Mm -hmm. And I watched it and I thought it was really funny. And I was, I was just like, damn, okay. This is way better than I expected. So when I heard that they're doing a murder mystery, uh, uh, TV show, I was like, well, okay, I have faith in this just because of that special. Right. And uh, I love murder mysteries, so you should check that out. Only Murders in the Building. I believe it's on Hulu. It is on Hulu. Yes. Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, go check that out um, if, if, you're, <laughs> if you're into uh, fictional crime, uh, whodunits, uh, things of that nature. So, yeah, that's what I want to plug there. Okay. Well, it's time for us to wrap up. It's time for... Dessert. This dessert. Yes, it is time for the dessert of this show. It's time for another game of who died <laughs> the worst. <laughs> That's right. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the meal, dessert. And by dessert, I mean who died the worst. I'm diabetic. I should probably sit out and go home. It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game is who died the worst. It'll be me. Well, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Way to bring the mood down. Well, this is a show about death. This, oh, yeah, it is. This is a it? death podcast. Yeah, and so. this is going to be three deaths. I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here three deaths. He's going to tell me which of these three died the worst i'm not calling my shot today and it's funny you're talking about uh diabetic i shouldn't have dessert mm -hmm. um because this is about a guy putting something in his mouth that he shouldn't death number one uh it's an unnamed gentleman uh in the Astrakhan region of russia by the way i like giving them names 
Okay, so what's this gentleman's name? Well, I have to hear the story first. Uh, he was a uh, a melon farmer. Okay. But he had a, an interesting hobby he was trying to learn. Right. Snake swallowing. Okay. And so he's trying this out. He's practicing. It reminds me of a joke, and I wish I remember the comedian that did the joke. I heard this like probably 20 years ago or more. And he said there's, uh, it was about cliff diving. And he's like, there's only two levels of mastery in cliff diving, two ranks in cliff diving. There is grand champion and stuff on a rock. Okay. There's only two levels of mastery of snake swallowing. Right. Master snake swallower and contestant on who died the worst. Okay. And uh, this gentleman who has not yet been named. I, I gave him a name. What's well, his name? I, I, Sasha. Sasha snake swallower. Okay. Sasha uh, tried to swallow a um, a step viper. And normally the bite of the step viper is not poisonous, but normally they don't bite the inside of your throat either. So uh, the the bite did cause a, an allergic reaction of, of sorts. Oh, jeez. Uh, quinks edema, which is when your throat swells, swells shut. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you had this before. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had this in, oh man. Memorial Day weekend, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And when this is literally a week after my birthday, a week to the day. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Yeah. And um, so this this guy had a little worse than you did because his throat closed completely and he died. Right. So that is death number one. Death number one is attempting to swallow a snake. Mm. The snake, even though it is usually a non-lethal bite, it is lethal when it bites the inside of your throat. Okay. And then you die from a uh, throat that is swollen shut. Gotcha. Death number two. We do have this gentleman's name. Gregory Jarvis. Okay. And he is a man from uh, from Michigan. Oh. Uh, this happened in Huron County, Michigan. Okay. Uh, at a private beach along Saginaw Bay. And the death here is not terribly exotic. He drowned. Uh, Gregory drowned. And he drowned not too far away from the Blue Water Inn in... Uh, in Michigan, in um, in Huron County, Michigan, and I believe this is around uh, Saginaw, Saginaw along the Saginaw Bay, and uh, the the inn, the Blue Water Inn, had a a uh, kind of a gambling thing they did there. I think they had a, a gambling license, and they would do keno, which is basically like a lottery. Yeah, I remember po- uh, poker keno. Poker keno, but yeah, yeah. Po- keno is more kind of like think uh, bingo meets a lottery, and that's keno. Yeah. And so Gregory Jarvis won. He won Kino and he won forty five thousand dollars. I mean, it's Holy not like shit. it's not like the Powerball. Like just today or last night they did the drawing. Somebody in California, one winning ticket was sold for uh, almost seven hundred million dollars for the Powerball. <laughs> I stopped knowing everybody immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd help you out. Oh, thank you. So this gentleman won forty five thousand. Not as not not life changing money for some people. It'd be life changing money for me. By the way, um, if I hit seven hundred million dollars, I don't think anybody that I know in my circle ever, literally, ever has to worry about money again in their fucking <laughs> life. No, seriously. Like there's right. a there's a there's a, a small there's a handful of people. There's a, some people. I told I said this before. There's some people mm-hmm. I I never forget. Right. I never forget. And even if I don't like you. You'd be set for life if I had had that fucking much money. 
Right. Because you would get a nice fucking gift. You would get a nice gift. There's people, I'm not even going to mention their names, but they would get, they would get, they would be set for life. They would never have to fucking work if I hit $700 million. Right. Now, if I hit, you know, 500,000, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, 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 if you are planning on living another 10 years, it's like 50 grand. What do you, yeah. so if you get a cash payment, cash out, right? Mm -hmm. Like right now, one lump sum. I believe they said the lump sum on that would have been like four hundred and sixty some odd million. You're still separate, yeah, and you're, you're still. And I mean, and and they always say like about half of that is taxes. So let's just say at the end of it all, you wind up with two hundred and fifty million cash. Okay. Yeah, that's a quarter of a billion dollars. You're gonna be fine. How much? Unless you really squander it. All right, you're 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 going to help me out here real uh -huh. quick before we get into get into this. Uh I, I I get this. So now I hit the seven hundred million, and then after you know I take the lump sum and right. after taxes and everything, so I walk away with let's just say two hundred fifty million. I have two hundred fifty million, but I want to help people out that have helped me out before. Uh huh. What do you suggest that I give them individually? How many people are you helping? Um, let's just say that there's a family of two. And then there's a separate person, and then there's a family of... How many of these, like, how many... Let's just say there's 10 people. You're, you're paying out to 10 people overall. Yeah. Uh, I would say, if you want to be super generous, you can give them all $5 million each. You've just taken $50 million off the top. You still have $200 million for yourself. Yeah. I was thinking 10 each, but then I was like... But then that like that's a hundred million dollars. It, yeah. yeah, I mean you're still a hundred fifty million dollars. You're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna ever worry about anything ever again. But yeah, maybe some get a little bit more than the other. This is why some people, and it's usually people who win less than that, like people who might win like, um, like maybe thirty million or forty million dollars, and then by the time all the taxes shake out, it's like maybe fifteen million at the end of the day. A lot of them wind up losing everything because yeah. it's not just them trying to help people. It's like everybody comes out of the woodwork. Everybody you've ever known. Uh, it's like, hey, I'm on well, hard times. There would be no, there would be none of that happening with me because I wouldn't be around anybody. <laughs> I would be. They, you would have a better chance finding Brian fucking laundry than you would finding me. That's there you go. That's that's uh because I'd be fucking long gone. My, I'd change my fucking name and I had to put it in a newspaper. Look, these people can't fucking read. So anyway. All right, let's get back into uh... so that's death number two. Uh, so the man had won a Kino game and he wasn't able to collect his 40, 45 grand. <laughs> that's uh, it? Because I just won 700 million. This guy. You didn't. You oh. didn't win. I have bad news. You didn't win the Powerball. I didn't even play it. Somebody in California did. I played. Oh. I won, I think, five dollars. Good for you, I got, man. I, I got three. Uh, I matched three Good for numbers, you. but I didn't get the Powerball. Um. Where do you get your money? Do you have to go to Harrisburg? No, no. You just uh, take it to... Uh, you can actually, um, for smaller things like that, mm. I, I actually, you can play the Powerball online now. So, so you don't have to go out and buy a ticket. Where do you get the money, though? Can you just... It goes right in your account. You have like a... Oh, okay, cool. You you deposit money into an account on like PALottery.com, mm. and then you you get it back. I'm sure if you win the big one, yeah. then you, they're not going to... You're no, not going to wake up have, with... How much to, is in my account today? 250 You have million to go to Harrisburg. Dollars. Yes, yes, you do. You have to go to Harrisburg. Yeah. I know that. That would be all right. Um. So yeah. So that. So he. Uh. He was unable to collect his forty-five k because his uh, social security card was too damaged. They couldn't accept it, and he was waiting on a new social security card to collect his winnings. 
And then he went swimming in the bay and he drowned. Oh, so that's death number two. Death number two is you're, you drown while you're awaiting a uh, lottery winning. You're lot, a lottery winnings. For $45,000. For $45,000. Which is still fucking nice. Yeah. Be life-changing money for me. Yeah. Uh, death number three. And death number three is... Uh, this is a group death, actually. Uh, it's four Italian men. Uh, four Italian men. Uh, Santino Carnavale, uh, 70 years old. Massimo Carnavale, 45 years old. He may be Santino's son, I'm not sure, nephew. Well, look, going by the, the age, I'm going to guess, yeah. And then when you Could have uh, Giacomo and uh, Valerio Scafano, who okay. are aged 70 and 50, respectively. Uh, all four men are dead. Uh, all four men died producing wine in their family vineyard. Uh, apparently, they were um, fermenting grapes in a small shed without proper ventilation, Ooh. and uh, they died of carbon dioxide poisoning. Okay. And uh, one of the men shouldn't have even been there because he was under house arrest, uh, and he should have been in his home several miles away, um, Valerio Scafano, uh, 50 years old, was under house arrest for stalking a former lover and should not have been there at all. Uh, hmm. But that's neither here nor there. It's there. And that's shed. Yeah. With no proper in, ventilation. In Italy. In Italy. And so that death number three is um, making wine without proper ventilation. Making wine and doing time. Well, he wasn't doing time. If, well, he, was, if he was doing time, he would still be alive. Well, he was doing house arrest time. If he would have been, if he would have been serving his time honorably, he would still be alive today. So to recap, death number one is the snake swallower bitten on the inside of Sasha. his throat. Sasha. Sasha, the snake swallower. Right. Death number two. Is uh, our lottery winner. Right. And uh, he drowned. He, he, he won the lethal lottery. He did. And then, I wonder who his partner was. Wrong show. Oh. Death number three mm -hmm. is uh, the four gentlemen who died making wine of carbon dioxide poisoning. So I ask you, Jackson Wells. Yeah. Who died the worst? Number one. Number one. The snake swallower. The snake swallower. Easy, easy fucking. Wine. You're only saying this because your throat was closing up earlier. You know how that feels. Well, I'll tell you why. Because yeah. I know you normally go, who deserved to die the least? And under that, it should be number two. Because he went swimming, but who, how many people go swimming? You don't expect to die. Um, Because if, if your whole thing is who was the most responsible for their death, I would say it's the guy's trying to swallow fucking snakes. Absolutely. But it is probably the worst way to die. But it's the worst way, and that's what I'm going with today. Okay. I'm trying to go with, from here on out. I think I said this like before. Like the worst method I'm of trying death. Trying to go for the actual worst way of dying. Yeah. Because number three, carbon monoxide. It's weird because all of these are asphyxiation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they are. Um, number three, it's I, I I assume that you just pass out. Yeah, I, I would I would guess it's similar to carbon monoxide poisoning, which um, the only difference is an extra oxygen molecule. Sure. Okay. Um, where. Yeah, you kind of just go to sleep. I assume that that's what happened. And they always say that drowning at the very end is very peaceful because you feel like you're back in the womb. I don't oh, know how true that is. How do you know that? How do they know that? I think that? people they've saved, they've said like it was, they felt like at peace and then they bring them back and they're like, oh, Yeah, but there's, you know how many people said that they saw a light and all this yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, it's Stop true. It. Uh, but, but, but I did take that into account right. for, you know, the, the, the death of number two. Uh, I know what it's like to have your throat closed 
It doesn't feel good. Uh, not being able to fucking breathe and, and trying to stay. Now, if you pass out, it's whatever. Right. right. Like if you're if you're like, I can't breathe and then you pass out, you're gone, dude. You don't know when I'm you'd imagine this guy was fighting, fighting for breath. And that had to be fucking awful. Yeah, that had to be awful. And you're just thinking, why did I try to swallow a goddamn snake? Like your last thoughts are just how dumb was I? That's why it won for me. OK, no, that's a that's a good argument. And, and that's a that's a good show. I, I enjoyed today's show. I hope you enjoy today's show, too, dear listener. If you did. A five-star review goes a long way, and a recommendation goes a long way. If you know somebody that might be in the true crime comedy podcast and doesn't mind a joke about cats every now and then, uh, let them know about us. Tell them, hey, there's a show called Murder, My Dude, and I think you would like it. And they don't like cats. Or if you like cats, we understand humor. Oh. Or if, yeah, pretty much. Anything else you got? Uh, no, just projecthumanoid.com. Check out our merch. Um, we have another show. If you're into wrestling, if you're into Philadelphia history or just, just general banter, bullshitting, uh, pop culture, sports ish stuff. I'm not really a big sports guy, but you know, sports will come up, but a lot of wrestling and Philly talk. Uh, it's over on cheesesteak suplex. Yeah. That's our other show. Um, and maybe for like a special every once in a while, uh, Pedantic could pop up here and there. You'll get a pedantic. Yeah. That that'll be like if you're really our, good. That'll be like our uh, our uh, what's the what's the show that they would do in WCW Clash of the Champions. Yeah, that'll be like our Clash of the Champions. Right. So it'll be our uh, yeah, it'll be our quarterly special. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is the mothership. This is Murder My Dude. This is the uh, the granddaddy of them all. That's right. And we will see you next time with more murder, my dude. All right, I think he's gone. Time to make the Mountain Dew porn.